Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Friday, January 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Now that he's finished his first year in office, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey plans to continue to pursue policies to enhance public safety. Getting to serve in this capacity is a humbling opportunity, and I'm, again, proud to be fighting and winning on behalf of Missourians. Bailey talks about his priorities with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum in just a few minutes. A plan to provide an earnings tax exemption for low-income workers in St. Louis could receive bipartisan support. It's one of the recommendations from a House committee examining that tax. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. The special committee established in August met multiple times over the fall to hear from officials and others in St. Louis and Kansas City about the earnings tax. City representatives argued the tax is needed to fund essential operations. Democratic Representative Peter Meredith said the exemption for low-income workers is an idea he's very interested in examining. I would love to see our earnings taxes um, become more progressive. That said, I I think if we're going to have that conversation, we should also be having a conversation about a higher bracket um, where those that are, you know, bringing in tons and tons of money each year might have a higher rate to pay. Meanwhile, Meredith called the major proposed change a gradual phasing out of the earnings tax, quote, classic Republican messaging. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis officials say crime trends in the city are at their lowest point in a decade. The numbers are from a report by the mayor's office and the Metropolitan Police Department. It shows murders dropped by roughly 20 percent between 2022 and last year. Mayor Tashara Jones credits the police department for the decline. But Robert Boxerman, a Ph.D. candidate at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, whose research focus is violent crime reduction, says the drop is in line with national trends. The effort that the law enforcement is making is is serious. It definitely has some kind of impact, but we should be really cautious before we start assigning huge drops in things like homicide to certain programs. Shootings among juveniles in the city declined by nearly half between 2022 and 2023. Public defenders in St. Louis are challenging the length of time before their clients receive a hearing on the evidence against them. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the case heard by the Missouri Supreme Court. Court rules require those hearings to be held within 30 days, but they can be delayed for a good cause. Public defenders in St. Louis say judges routinely delay them just so a prosecutor can take a case to the grand jury, which they argue is not for good cause. They want the Supreme Court to force a judge to meet those deadlines. Brendan Cotton's study represented several defendants who had their hearings delayed. He says that means they are in jail without due process. We're asking for preliminary hearings to make sure that people like Mr. Woods, people like DJ, stop being held for months on end. An attorney for the judge says she has begun to hold those hearings and is dismissing cases when prosecutors aren't ready. The Supreme Court will rule at a later date. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. A Republican congressman who represents portions of the St. Louis metro area will not run for another term. U.S. Representative Blaine Luchtemeyer says he will retire after this year. The 71-year-old St. Elizabeth Republican was a major figure on legislation that affected financial services but was frustrated by GOP infighting. The 3rd District includes St. Charles and Jefferson counties and a large portion of central Missouri. Former President Donald Trump's status as a presidential candidate in Illinois 
is being challenged. Dave McKinney reports. A bid to keep Trump off the March and November ballots was launched today with the State Board of Elections. Objectors cited Trump's behavior during the mob attack on the Capitol three years ago and a constitutional prohibition against insurrectionists running for public office. Here's Chicago lawyer Matthew Pierce, who's helping push the objection. We're not engaging in politics here. We're engaging in the application of constitutional principles. The law must be obeyed. And if the laws aren't obeyed, you lose your constitutional democracy. It's really just that simple. Similar legal challenges to Trump are pending in more than a dozen states. This is Dave McKinney. The Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis has found its next president and CEO. Alberto Musalem will be the 13th president of the St. Louis Fed and replaces James Bullard, who stepped down last August. Musalem founded an investment technology company and has held senior roles at the New York Fed. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey just finished his first year in office. The Republican plans to continue supporting policies enhancing public safety and child welfare. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum began a conversation in Bailey's Jefferson City office by asking about rules restricting transgender adults from accessing hormone therapy and gender transition surgery. Well, the rule was applied to the clinics. The rule said that the clinics have to provide certain access to mental health services and certain warnings about the dangerous nature of the the, the procedures. The public should have the maximum amount of information possible upon which to make good individualized healthcare decisions. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that the public needs to understand that there's a lack of science and medicine to back up the validity of these procedures. But I read the emergency rules. If you were an adult trying to get hormone therapy, you had to jump through a lot of hoops before you were able to get that like including like talk therapy, getting screened for autism, and then the whole treatment and resol- resolving mental health conditions. Like that's more than just knowing the knowledge. You actually had to do a lot of things. And my question is, do you want the legislature to put that into law? I'm satisfied with the policy position that the General Assembly has laid out. I think we need to continue to uh, understand what went wrong and make sure that the proper systems are in place to prevent it from happening again. And I'll tell you, I'm proud of the work that my office did to lead on that issue, to stand in the gap until Senate Bill 49 was passed by the legislature and signed into law by the governor. One of the big things you were involved in in your first year was the entire drama over Kim Gardner. Kim Gardner's gone now, been replaced by Gabe Gore. And the sense that I hear is from legislators is there's not going to be as much focus to try and like have like the governor appoint a special prosecutor. I haven't really heard much about, you know, putting state control back to the St. Louis Police Department. But what's your thoughts? Do you think that those issues should return to be discussed? Or do you think the fact that Gabe Gore is in there has lessened the pressure for those ideas? What we see today is a circuit attorney's office that is properly fulfilling its role in the criminal justice system. It's filing cases based on police reports that are referred to by the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, is meeting its obligations under the trial docket, turning over discovery, and is uh, has the warrant office open. So when offenders or defendants are picked up on the streets, uh, they can be held on bond. So this, these are important, critical functions. It's it, and it's working now. What I need to see is structural reform to make sure we never go back to the way things were before. There have been a number of ideas that have been floated to change uh, the child welfare space from a structural standpoint. Everything from moving the juvenile officers to the attorney general's office, allowing private companies to make sure that a child is safe, and also increasing the starting salary for uh, child abuse investigators. 
What's kind of your thoughts on those ideas generally? And, and do you think that you could give your at least moral support for some of those proposals? Yeah, absolutely. I think it is high time for structural change. Uh, the system that we have in place now is clearly not meeting the needs of the children of the state of Missouri. It's the most underprivileged, underserved kids that are suffering under the, the system's failures today. You know, the, how the structural change needs to occur is going to be left to the General Assembly. But I do think that it is an odd system in which juvenile officers who are litigants in court are under the supervision of the court system. So you've got a situation where the umpires are determining who plays in the games and still calling the balls and strikes. What has been the thing about the attorney general's office that has surprised you the most? You used to work here, so I can't imagine it was that surprising when you started. You know, I had not led in a managerial role since I served as an officer in the United States Army. As attorneys, you typically manage your caseload, uh, but it, you know, it takes a while as an attorney to get into a management position. And so uh, getting to serve in this capacity is a humbling opportunity. And I'm again, proud to be fighting and winning on behalf of Missourians. That was Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey talking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Before wrapping up. Why do I throw myself into the night? That's Billy Joel and Sting performing Big Man on Mulberry Street at Madison Square Garden in 2014. The Cardinals have announced the musicians will perform at Bush Stadium in September. Cards president, Bill DeWitt III, says concerts at the ballpark are a boost for the downtown economy, even though a lot of the generated money goes to artists and production costs. There is a financial incentive for the team. My only point is that it's not like a, the economics of baseball where that's a whole different thing. This is really supplementary and really important to what we do as an organization in terms of how we think about our role downtown and, and in the region. Live Nation helps put on the events. Missouri Market President David Girardi says his employer will see an economic benefit. That's obviously our business and, you know, we're putting on hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of shows as a company across the United States and worldwide. So, um, you know, these are always the events that we try to focus on and we try to do as many um, big name events like this as possible. There have been roughly 15 concerts at Bush Stadium since 2008, including Billy Joel in 2017. By the way, Joel wrote Big Man on Mulberry Street and it's on his 1986 album, The Bridge. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.